Well, what's up, player and playerettes? We are here with another Unwanted Opinions episode, and it is me, your your favorite, KT, and you have Big Head Reagan over there. What uh, up, what up, what up? Sorry for the delay. Life happens, but, you know, here we are still giving you guys our lovely opinions and lovely voices, and, you know, for one of us, our lovely faces, which you can't see. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Reagan has a very lovely face, too. Um so, with further ado, we're about to get all up in this thing. So, first things first, the WNBA playoffs have finally, you know, it's finally almost to an end. We have two teams going to the finals in Connecticut and Washington. And I must say, I mean, I, I feel like it's going to be interesting. I kind of want to see Connecticut take it all. But, I mean, I don't know how Reagan feels about it. But for me, I say Connecticut, and I say Connecticut maybe like, I'll say it goes, you know, for Four to five games. I would just like to say <clears throat> to the fans of Connecticut, we were wrong. We understand that. But please get your Twitter page. Please. And all they groupies. Because <laughs> if y'all lose and they out here talking all this trash, how are they gonna how how are you gonna come back from that? Like they're out here screenshotting stuff, posting it. I just, you know, I'm just saying. But my picks, I I don't know. I would like to see Connecticut win. I would but too. I, I think the Mystics pull it off. I can see the Mystics pulling it off too because I feel like the Mystics are going to be a more consistent team. Connecticut, if they take their foot off the gas, they're not going to win. If they don't go into what they like if they don't play the same way they went into the playoffs, they're not winning. If they don't bring that same fire that they did against LA, they're not gonna win. And that's the only problem about Connecticut that kind of I guess worries me is that they're not gonna play the same. Well, the thing is, when they were playing LA, I LA didn't know how to get Alyssa Thomas in foul trouble. Without Alyssa Thomas being on the floor, I don't think Connecticut could have played the way that they played throughout the entire game. So if Washington can get Alyssa Thomas in foul trouble and force, and yes, I am saying this, force Courtney Williams to take over and carry the team on her back, then Washington will not win. See, this is where me and Reagan had difference of opinion in. I do agree with the Alyssa Thomas thing because she's not a very good foul shooter, never has been, even in college. But you can't let Courtney Williams get hot. She's one of those players that if she gets hot, she can just start going off at any moment. Like she said, she she a buck. She is a buck. She, but... she said, I tell yourself you a buck and I'm a buck. <laughs> <laughs> she, goes, she goes, I tell myself you a buck, so go be a buck. But she she's a buck, but I right now and don't 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 get me wrong because when she was in college I was one of her I was a huge fan and I'm still I still am cheering for her. I at this moment with all the pressure with the big you know with the big games I I don't think she carries the team. Because she hasn't been put in a position to carry this team. So if that. you're putting all the weight on her and JJ, I just, I don't see it. 
But Alyssa Thomas is right there to kind of take the weight off of both of them. So it's it's kind of like the big three, if you want to think about it that way. And this is another thing. If you're a coach, please don't talk to a player on another team because, one, not only is that not really a coach's place, but, two, you go set a fire that you, that you, you, know, that you can't put out. Or if this is old school, as old school black parents would say, you are going to cash. Was it you? You are about to uh, have a check that your boop can't cash. <laughs> yes, and that's basically what happened. Like for all you guys who don't know, I'm referring to Derek Fisher when he spoke to Alyssa Thomas. When he really, honestly, didn't have to say anything because she wasn't talking to him. He kind of what it seemed like is he was frustrated because he got a tech to play before, and he was talking to the ref. And Alyssa Thomas came over and 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 you know rightfully so said something to the ref and was like, "Hey, you're doing a good job." And Derek Fisher, being so frustrated, said something back, and he said, and I quote, "You guys are going to get whooped the next game." And we saw what happened those uh, two games after that. It looked like somebody was doing the whooping, and it definitely wasn't the Sparks and Derek Fisher. Oh, Derek Fisher, my guy. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. (laughs) Not all of us. (laughs) Let me have my moment, KT. (laughs) Let me have my moment. Derek Fisher, you disappointed me. Not only did you get outcoached, but you got outcoached really, really badly. Like, who benches a star player? And I get it. I, I've seen all of these people chime in saying, you know, she wasn't playing well, blah, 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 blah. Guess what? She's a two-time MVP. You don't see them benching LeBron, do you? You don't see them benching KD, Steph Curry. None of them got benched. Michael Jordan, and he the GOAT of all Kobe. GOATs. You're not benching Kobe, Kobe either. You're not benching DT. So what are you benching Candace Parker for? She cannot get hot in 11 minutes. Like, that just cannot happen. You, can't, you cannot get in the groove if you're constantly coming in and out of the games. You're not even giving me time to, to run up and down the court pretty much. But not only that, the only person, the only starter who played more than 20 minutes was Chelsea Gray. So even all the other starters played, I think Raquana Williams was the second most at 18 minutes. So everybody else played like 18 minutes and lower. And you definitely can't do that. Like you, you, you literally saw him give up um, on his team in the beginning of the third quarter. And I was at that game, and when he benched AB, especially not knowing if this is going to be AB's last year, like you can see, AB had a little bit of tears in her eyes because I just really feel like she wanted to play, she wanted to ride it out. But Derek Fisher basically gave up on his team. He he definitely showed that he didn't know what he was doing because there's no way you bench champions like that, especially CP. There's no way that you're supposed to bench. I, you, you just can't do it. And I am highly disappointed. I am really upset with it. But you know what? It is what it is. I wish both teams best of luck. Um, so speaking of which, this is still going to the, the, the WNBA playoff aisle. Washington beating Vegas. Um, I, I seen it coming. I didn't even think Vegas would win that one game that they did. I think, again, going back to adding fuel to the fire, Liz talking about getting the weight room and and if you're not a post player, don't play in the post. Well, Emma Misaman, you know, came out there and showed out yesterday. And and I and and this is no disrespect to Emma Misaman, but you could definitely tell she's not nearly as strong as Liz, and she was out there just putting that finesse on her. Sometimes that finesse game can can you know 
overbeat strength in a lot of ways. And we definitely seen that Misamin was a monster on that game. And a lot of people, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, Lish and the talk doll, that blah, blah, you know, whatever it may be. It's a part of the game. It really is. It is. But, um, yeah, if, you, if you're going to talk all that, you got to come out and back it up. You got to come out and back it up. I mean, ain't that what Cardi B said? I know how to, <laughs> I know how to back it up. <laughs> I mean, look, it's, it, you're, you're right, though. It's kind of like, it's now, okay, this is an example. And Reagan can attest to this because she's seen this. I like to trash talk in any game we play. And I think out of all the games that we've played, I've never won any except for like maybe a few. But that's not going to stop me from trash talking. So my thing is, is I don't mind a little bit of trash talk, but don't go back on your trash talk and kind of be like, oh, yeah, it is what it is. You better own it. Even if you lose, you got to own that trash talk. Like, yeah, I I talk talk my stuff. And guess what? Next year, I'm going to be back to back it up. You got to own it. You can't be like Derek Fisher when he was like, well, bullies, sometimes bullies just do that. It's like, first of all, that was your fault. Second, you got to go, like, if you're going to talk it, even if you lost, you got to make sure you're confident in your trash talk. I do that. I make people think I'm a win, even though I know I'm going to lose. Like, <laughs> you, you, you got, like, you have to be confident in it. That's the one thing. You can't go into trash talk being like, oh, well, you know, nah. Like, if you're going to talk your trash, talk your trash and mean every single word, even if you lose. That's the only way I can I can respect a trash talker. Even if you lose, keep your word on it. Exactly. So, I don't know if anybody has heard, Reagan, I, I think you've heard this. The NBA is having new rules at the start of training camp. You must have accurate heights and ages for your players. So no more lying about your height, no more being KD, being seven feet, saying you're 6'10", 6'11". No more of that. Do you feel like this will make a difference for the vets who are already playing, or do you think this is more so just for the rookies coming into training camp? Honestly, I don't get this. I I really don't. I think this is... What difference will it make, you know? Like... Yeah. Kate, you you could say KD is you know six ten, six eleven if that's his actual height. He's still KD. You that's could say true. you could say Steph is six one, six two. He's still Steph Curry. That's like, true. At, at, at the end of the day, I think they're. I think the NBA is doing too much. Like sit down, wait until <laughs> your season is here, and then you know, just they're just doing too much. I don't think it affects. I, I agree with you. Especially for, for example, people like KD, I don't think it affects what he's been doing. If anything, it makes what he's doing more impressive. And you're like, oh, that's a seven-foot guy that plays like a guard. It's the same like with Draymond Green. If we find out he's really not 6'7", and he's like 6'5", or 6'4", or whatever, it's the same thing. It makes it more impressive that he's able to guard bigger positions as much as he can, being his, you know, being his height. So it's – I understand the age thing a little bit because, I, I, I mean – I think there was like a discrepancy between one of the players' ages, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't really know what the height's gonna do. Like, it's still not gonna take away from the games that these people play. Yeah. So like, I, I just I, I think I, they're just doing too much. They're doing I, way too much. But it is gonna be interesting to see who's actually shorter or taller than what they said they were. That's gonna be fun to look at when you're like, oh, okay, this dude's actually an inch shorter than what he said he is. But yeah, at the end of the day, like, I don't really think it changes anything about the player um, the only thing i could think of is maybe um it changes considerations for certain positions or something but other than that like i don't understand what is really going to change especially if they've been playing one position for so long and they're dominating at that position yeah 
So, um, anybody who knows or anybody who's into the WNBA knows how much of a legend Teresa Weatherspoon is. And she just signed on to be a Pelicans assistant coach, player development coach, actually, to be exact. And I, I think it's cool. You're starting to see more WNBA players and, and legends at that getting hired by these NBA teams. That lets you know that they're trusting not just um, just you know, just a regular old Joe, they're actually getting people who are legends and who knows what they're talking about. And I think it's cool to see more women, actually women who've played the game instead of just guys who probably haven't played the game at all get hired for these positions that I think they're super qualified for. Yeah, and she'll be over there actually with Swin Cash. Oh, yeah. Um, so Swin she's, is, I keep forgetting about yeah, that. Yeah, so, she, I mean, she's not on the coaching staff, but um, she's still a part of the organization. Yeah. So that's actually very cool of them, and um, I'm looking forward to what they're what they're going to do. Like, like I said, the Pelicans on paper, they look good. They do. They yeah, look. Dumb, they do. But they look good. They do. But I, it's, I don't. It's, it's, it's going to depend on how they how they get out on the court. I was just about to say that I don't know if they make the playoffs this year, but I do think they get close. I can see them fighting for like a, an eighth seed or something like that. They're about to be a good team. They're about to be very entertaining to watch. Oh good yeah. Young, Good young talent. Uh, they're like that. That's one of those teams where you don't have to worry about them um, as far as getting old quick. What I mean by that is, you look up and you see some of these teams have like a mixture of young players and vets. The Pelicans are all young, so you can have fun with this team for many years to come. Except for like a team like the Lakers or something, who's a mix of like vets and young people. Where you look up, next thing you know, LeBron's like forty. Yeah. You don't really, you won't really have that problem with the Pelicans because everybody's so young. But it, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. Honestly, I feel like they could be a scary team, if only my, you know, if well, our Bulls, because Reagan's a Bulls fan too. If only our Bulls can pick up and 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 figure out what's going on in that front office, because that's a front office that needs help. Uh, that whole front office needs to be wiped out. But you know what made me better about the front office? If we just so happen to pick up Lamelo Ball. If if, if 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 we could get Lamelo Ball, who is which honestly is is weird to me. I don't understand why people didn't think he'd be a a a, a good prospect anyway. I mean, Lamelo Ball, you know, he's he's a baller. Like no pun intended, the dude can play. I honestly feel eventually he'll be better than Lonzo, even though I think Lonzo's a better defender. But I can see Lamelo being the best ball brother out of all of them. Oh yeah, um, and like you, I I don't see why people counted him out. He clearly well. Let me let me backtrack. I know why people counted him out. They thought that he was immature. They thought that he didn't really have you know any skills. And I will say, him going overseas and him going back to prep and now him playing overseas, it has developed him over the years. Um, so it's it's been it's been really weird to see how he went from that high school star to now on how he's transitioning into that NBA prospect. But he's, I mean, like you said, he has potential to be the best ball brother and to be one heck of a player. Yeah, like, I think maturity was honestly the only problem with LaMelo. I think that was legit the only problem that he had because the dude, he produced on the floor. Yeah, he produced scoring-wise, but I think a lot of people wanted to see defense and passing ability. Well, he could always pass. Defense might be the problem, though. Yeah, his passing ability has gotten a lot better. Though. It has. It has. No, it, it really has. I, I think defense might be the only problem, but he can work on that. Other than that, I feel he will be the best 
out of the the Ball Brothers. Not saying that Jello can't be good. Jello still has a lot left to be seen because I mean he he has bad ankles, so you don't really get to see him play that much. And then he didn't get a G League invite, so we never got to see that. Didn't go to UCLA because of the whole China incident, so we didn't see that. So out of all three, I do feel like Melo's gonna be better than Lonzo, and then we we have to kind of wait and see what Jello does. I feel yeah. like it's unfair to assess Jello right now because you really don't see him. Yeah, that's true. Do you think? Do you think the Miami Heat should? consider trading for cp3 do you think they should do you feel because i mean we do know that well i read we don't know that cp3 kind of sort of wants to get out of okc yeah so there's rumors going around saying that the heat do you know they are considering trading for cp3 now what i heard was um that they wanted to see how the season starts before trading form which (laughs) could possibly mean that they could be giving up a lot or they could be giving up a little, just depending on how their season starts. I if if they start and this is just what I think. If they start slow, I think OKC will want a little bit more from them for them nice to get uh, CP3. But if they get on a hot start and they think they're just missing one piece, I think they'll be able to get him on a good deal. Yeah, because OKC. Yeah, they're going to need a lot of help. They're going to need a lot of help. I mean, they didn't have much even when they had Russ. But now not only did you lose Russ, but you lost Paul George too, who were probably both single-handedly the two people that kept you in it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, Adams is cool too, but he's he's a sinner. You know, yeah. you can't really – he can't throw the ball to himself. Yeah. So it's – it's kind of like at this point, OKC is in a major rebuild, which could be good for them, which could be bad for them. It just depends. But – uh, oh, they need help. They need a lot of help. So I feel like, okay, she's going to ask for a lot. I, I don't blame him because you just lost two of your best players. And then you end up, you like, not only do you lose KD one year, and you lose James Harden before that, you know, a few years before that. So, and it, like, basically, your, the, the, the main core of your team is gone. They're all gone. Yep. It, like, that has to be a slap in the face for OKZ, OKC and their fans. Like, I. I, as a okay, if I was an OKC fan, I would probably cry. But because I'm a Bulls fan, I know how it feels to have a sorry team for I don't know how many how many years on end. I feel their pain in a way. Well, it's it's like, and <laughs> KT's not gonna like this example. Uh oh. But it's like they they didn't see the potential in Harding when they traded him. So it's kind of like the Bears picking Trubisky mm. over Mahomes. First of all, Watson. First of all. You gonna get if you gonna disrespect my quarterback, you gonna get his name correct, ma'am. Okay. Second, second, you didn't have to hit me in the heart because we could have had both Watson and Mahomes, and we have neither. And you know, I like Trubisky, but you know, our our offense can't get moving because he likes to dink and dunk. And look, but she didn't have to hit me in the heart like that. But that's 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 but that's exa- that's like, accurate though. I, I that's think, very yeah, accurate. I, I just they didn't see the potential, so they they traded them and well, well it, you it, it makes you think if they would have kept James Harden, KD, and Russ, would there be enough ball to go around, or would they be a super team it, right now? But it it was working when they it, it was working it was working for them before, and the thing is is they wanted. 
they wanted Harden to sign this contract. He wasn't ready to sign, and that's when they kind of like Reagan said they kind of they just threw him away. But it worked. It it worked earlier for them, so I feel like it could have worked. I definitely feel like it could have worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if we would have saw. The, I don't know if we would have ever seen the James Harden that we see right now. Probably not. But uh, you would have saw the progression uh, with him. It just wouldn't have been as big as it is now. Man. I know one thing. I'm going to fight Reagan because she keeps talking about my quarterback like that. But it's okay. You better be happy that that Melvin Gordon is back or else I would direct all my anger towards you just talking (laughs) about my quarterback like that. Melvin Gordon being back for the Chargers is about to change a lot of stuff. And fantasy football owners everywhere. If you have Melvin Gordon on your team, I don't know if he's going to do anything the first week he gets there because he hasn't been playing in a while, but... Y'all I think they said luck. that he, uh, yeah, I think they said that he wasn't gonna play this first yeah. week. Yeah. So this this brings up a question: Did he win his holdout, or did he lose? Mm. Or the bigger question is: Did the Chargers win? Yeah. So did Will he that... lose, or did he win? Well, because this is the thing, I feel like, uh maybe. I mean. I don't even know if anybody won or lost because it feels like nothing was ever talked. Like they didn't make any kind of deals. I do know he said he wants to stay with the Chargers. I do know he said he didn't want to get traded, but that was what he was using as leverage. He's back, so maybe that's a sign that they're working on something. Maybe yeah. that's a sign that they're kind of like, all right, we we will will do what you want to do because he actually wasn't supposed to come back till like what like week six or something mm-hmm. like that. So the fact that he came back earlier makes me feel like they did work out some sort of deal. And yeah. he, he, he like, in the video when he's coming back, he's smiling. He seems like he's happy. He wants to be in that locker room. So I feel like now the Chargers dynamic, even though they weren't a bad team before, but I think the char- the dynamic of that team definitely changes. And the, him being back and, and, and you know, Keenan Allen and a couple other people being happy about it definitely, you know, seems like he, he's he's got what he wants. Melvin Gordon, how much did they pay you on the table, bro? You can let me know. I ain't gonna tell nobody. I mean, if he could just pay a few bills for me, you know, <laughs> that's all I need. So, I know y'all saw that Monday night game. I know, I know Reagan was watching that Monday night game. Probably, I don't know. Reagan gets busy. Who knows? But I was watching the Monday night game specifically, and this is gonna sound crazy. Before the kicker, the kick, our kicker hurt his knee in the weight room. And we didn't even know if he was going to play. Dude came out there with one leg and was way better than Cody Parker was healthy. <laughs> like, that is, no, and, and, and Reagan knows my pain. We should have beat the Eagles last year, but somebody can't kick. But now we got a better kicker who kicked great on one leg. He missed one kick, but, I mean, he was injured, so I'm not really upset about that. We, we man, we, we tore the Redskins up. So if Cody Parker was hurt last year and he missed that kick, would he still have a job? No, because he missed too many kicks healthy. <laughs> he he there was there was a game where he missed I think it was three kicks in the game, four kicks in the game or something. I was watching that game. Yeah, and I think I think the Bears still managed to win by the you know by the skin of their teeth, which I still don't know what that saying means, by the way. I, your, your your teeth. I know what it means, but I'm saying like I don't know why it's a phrase because your you, your teeth don't have skin. But still, by the skin of their teeth, they they were able to pull it out. But th- like Eddie Pinheiro, dude, you're cool with me. 
If anybody in Chicago sees him, give him free food all weekend. <laughs> I am not with KT right now. Um, but no, y'all, y'all had a great game. You know, it was it was a good win. It was it was a win over a team who right, right now needs needs help. Needs to start Dwayne Haskins for one. Well, do you want to start him behind a line that can't protect your quarterback? Like you, 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 have to, you have to think about that's it. True. He's he's the future of their organization right that's, now. That's true. I I agree with you on that one. That's true. I get it. I or would you it. would you prefer to continue to play Keenum, Case Keenum, until you get a line who can protect your star quarterback? But I know and you're right. But you have no O line, which means unfortunately you hope that Keenum doesn't get hurt. So you have oh, to put yeah. Dwayne in there behind that line. So oh, at yeah. this point, it's like it's it is a lose lose situation because you want to put Haskins in, who's probably way better than Keenum, but at the same time you don't want him to get hurt. But if you have Keenum playing behind that horrid offensive line, something may happen. Yeah. And so it's kind of like you're you're hoping and praying that all right, let's keep Keenum healthy. But again, with the way that that, that line is set up. Can it will it happen? Will he stay healthy? Yeah, you you're totally right. Um, but no, I um, I, I watched a little bit of the game. At one point, it just got to be too much. Um, but no, definitely, it was uh it was cool. It was cool. Hey, I mean, you need to tell Michael Thomas to start catching more touchdowns because he's on my fantasy team. Look, I need them. It, it, I need them points. It's it's working for us right now. Okay, as long as, Look, as long as long as we win, I need those points. As on long my as team, we, as long as we win, I can't ask for nothing else. I need those fantasy points, though. I, I don't care about your fantasy team. I wow. care about my team. Wow. Going to the playoffs and trying to win the Super Bowl. Wow, my fantasy team is three and zero. You gonna do me like that? My fantasy team is two and one right now. Mm. Mm. Blowout just, win last just, week. Just, just like just like I thought. Trash. Oh word. Just like I thought. You better be happy I'm not in your fantasy league because I'd be dominating right now. Would you though? I would be. I don't know. I'd be that. dominating right now. See, like Reagan, Reagan loves to hate on me. Like, let me tell you this story, right? Reagan was born a hater. September 7th, a hater was born. Yeah, don't be telling these folks my birthday. And her birthday. name was, I'm not going to say her whole name, but her name was Reagan. Look, and she was born. Y'all, y'all just heard KT say she liked to talk all this trash. And <laughs> she never I, wins. I, I told you. First of all, when I said I never win, I've never beat, I don't think I've beat you in a trash talking seminar, but I've beat people. Trust me. But it, I, I'm the only one that counts right now. Okay, bet. Next time I see you, we're going to go bowling or something, and I'm going to take home this W. Okay. Um, look, she she well, lucky. She lucky well, she ain't got no Xbox. She be taking a, a whole bunch of L's, but I, I, I'm going to spare her that one. We'll see. We will see. But just like KT's team, I mean, my Saints picked up a win. Thank God. Um, shout out to – shoot, shout out to the whole team because defense came out there. They were ready. Finally. Special, team, special teams came out. Man, were they ready. And then you got Teddy Bridgewater out there flinging it around. Your secondary was, was awake this game. He was ready, so – I mean, everyone played their part. Everyone did what they were supposed to do. 
Um, and it, I mean, it was it was a great game to watch. Honestly, it was a really good game to watch. So, yeah, your secondary was awake. I I was like, oh, look at them! No and, more Minnesota miracles for them. Anyways, okay, so this may be a this may be an overreaction, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask it anyways. Who's gonna have the better? Who's gonna have the better rest of the season? Will it be Ooh. Daniel Jones, aka Danny Dimes? Or Kyler uh, Murray. <laughs> Yo, you're giving nicknames already. Um, better season. So season and not career, right? Yes, yeah, season. Oh. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Daniel Jones, but slightly. I think it's gonna be close. I can see Kyler Murray having a good season as well, but Daniel Jones came out there. He he you know how when they always say stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Yeah. He he definitely showed you that he was ready. Oh, like yeah. he he came out there and he got wheels too. I didn't realize he was he was as quick as he was. He shut down all that noise and he all did. people laughing at him getting picked in the first round. He did a really good job. I, I, he's going to have the better season but slightly. Kyler Murray is going to be close though. I I feel Kyler Murray can actually develop to a really good quarterback. I do know during preseason there was a lot of questions about him. They were they weren't sure if he could throw well, if he would be like an interception monster, but definitely Daniel Jones. Dude is okay. better than 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 expected. Okay. Now do you who do you think is going to have the better career? Better career. And once again, I know this is just overreacting, mm-hmm. but it's kind of hard to tell right now. Better career? I wanna. I don't know. That was that one's. That's kind of hard. That's kind of hard to pick, honestly. I wanna go with Daniel Jones again, but I'm not sure because I don't know. I have. I don't know. I'm kind of stumped on that one. Okay. Well, we'll think? see how this. We'll see how this plays out. Um, who I think will have the better career? Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 me personally want to say Kyler Murray, but I want to lean (laughs) towards, I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of stuck in the middle. I want to say Kyler Murray, but my gut is telling me to go Daniel Jones. I do think, I do think Daniel Jones will have the better rest of the season. Definitely. Um, just because Kyler Murray does not have an offensive line, he doesn't. You see the trend with these with these good quarterbacks, especially the ones who are dual threat quarterbacks, having no O line. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's Deshaun one, Watson, for example. Man, it's the, it's the craziest thing ever, and it's yeah. sad because it's like Deshaun Watson is so good. You don't want him to end up like how Cam Newton is with that ankle injury right now. Like you don't want him to be hurt. And it's that's the scary thing about it. You want Deshaun Watson back there because he's the best quarterback on your team, but your O line is so terrible. But it, it's like, what can we do? Speaking of Cam Newton, so you know he was out this past game, mm-hmm. but the with team that, looked good with with that rookie. Yes, they did. The team they looked, looked really good. good out there. They look good out there. These hey, these vets better watch out. These rookies coming to take jobs. Is he a rookie? I don't know. Is I I feel like he is. I don't think he's a rookie. He may not be. He may not be. But he's he's a backup. He's young. I know he's a young backup. I think he might have been a rookie a year or two ago. His name is Jared Allen or something, right there, right? 
Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, yeah, he may not be a rookie. I think he's like a he's either I think he's either a second or third year player. But these backups is out here doing their thing, though. Yeah. He, Cal, Cal, uh, Cal Allen. Cal Sorry. Allen. I said Jared Allen. Yeah, that, that that's that's a defensive player. Cal Allen. He's a second year player, right? Third year player. He's he's. I know he's. I know he's young. I know he's a young player. But they looked really good out there. He came out there and and hucked it and chucked it and did his thing. It's kind of scary. You see these vets, and I'm not saying Cam Newton's old because he's not that old. But you see these veteran quarterbacks, and then they have these young guys and backups come in. And you got these head coaches considering, like, yo, maybe we might need to change soon. But, I mean, I I don't know if you would change Cam Newton, though. Um, He hasn't really been playing the best, but I feel like that's because he wasn't healthy because he suffered that same injury in preseason. And remember we talked about if if they could stay healthy, if Cam Newton could stay healthy, he'd he'd probably be one of the – not one of the best, but like a top quarterback in the league. But we've seen that he went down early with that injury. So, I mean – these old lines, you got to get these old lines together if you want to protect that quarterback. That's one thing I will say the Bears have. We do have an O-line. You got to give us that. We have an O-line. We just have a quarterback who likes to throw little 20, 30-yard passes, and sometimes it, it drives me nuts. But, hey, I st- I'm going to still ride for Trubisky till the wheels fall off. Look, you, you got to – you can't be a bandwagon fan. So, And that's one thing I do appreciate about KT, even though her team went through some rough years. She did not give up, so I, not at I all. appreciate that. I not appreciate at all. Bear down. <laughs> look, I, look. I trust me. You will hear more of this trash talk when the Bears or Saints play each other. I don't know if if if, if me and Reagan will be friends that day, but it's gonna go down, and the Bears are gonna come out on top. Like, I mean, duh. I'm not even gonna engage in this foolishness. Um, <laughs> speaking about coming out on top. Jalen Ramsey asked for a trade. He mm-hmm. played. Then he held his own press conference, said mm-hmm. that he wanted to play until they traded him. They come out. They beat Tennessee. He does not show up to practice on Monday. He says he's sick. Then somehow a rumor came out about an injury, and now he's had. He's he's gone to go be um, to go be there for the birth of his second kid. Do we see Jalen Ramsey back out on the field for the rest of the year with the Jazz? <laughs> well, according to his podcast today, he said he plans on staying with the team until they trade him. So his, in his words, you will see him as uh, as a member of the Jaguars until they let him go. I don't see why you wouldn't keep him until you trade him. I don't see why you wouldn't let him play. He's one of your best players on defense. Jalen Ramsey is one of probably the top what cornerback safeties in the league so it's like why not why not let him play I do think I I I mean he probably wasn't sick but I do think the birth of his kid is real oh yeah Um, oh yeah definitely he probably wasn't sick though he probably wasn't sick I mean but only thing I can do is like if if I'm a coach the only thing I can do is take your word for it If, if you came in there and told me hey KT I'm sick um I can't do the podcast today I'm not gonna question I'm gonna be like all right well I gotta take your word for it yeah Definitely. I just I, I just find it funny how he requested the trade and then somehow But he, did you did you hear why he requested the trade though? Because he didn't like some of the things that were going on in the organization. So but so it but but it makes sense though, because it's like and there was another rumor that another rumor was something about like one of the um 
like higher ups came in there and was starting to attack him, not physically, but like they're starting to attack him. So it's kind of like if I'm getting attacked, I don't if I don't like the the work environment, I'm probably gonna want to leave too. Exactly. So I don't blame him for requesting a trade, but I don't know. I it is a little weird, but maybe he was sick, maybe he wasn't. Yeah. No. You you just never know. You never know. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I Ah, I mean, hey, if you're the Jaguars, I mean, okay, so if you are the Jaguars, are you trying to move them quick or do you are you trying to like wait it out a little bit and then see what happens? I mean, they they still feel like they have a chance at at least getting to the playoffs. So with that being said, I don't see them moving him anytime soon. Do you think they should? Do you think they should honor his request? Or do you think it's one of those things where it's like, whatever, you just talking? I think that they should try to honor his request. But they, they're going to do it at their price. And the last time I heard, they were asking for two first-rounders for him. He's no one's going to – no one's – but this is the thing. He's on his, play, he's on his contract year. No one's going to give up two first rounders and then come back and give him that's true. That big deal. That's true. So it's kind of, it's, it's kind of like they're asking they're asking for that, but I don't think they're going to get that. And I don't think they're going to budge because they're just like, you know, we we want to make sure we get our worth for him. He's a player that you know you'll get your worth from though. Jalen Ramsey is one of those players like if you, you trade for him, you you know you're gonna get what you get basically. He's not a player where he's like old and you don't know like he's on the verge. You'll get what you get from Jalen Ramsey, but I do understand what you're saying because I don't know if I'd want to trade two first round picks for him either, only because it's like like you said you got to go back and pay him that big deal after his contract is up, and it's just like what if we want to use that deal to sign something that we need instead of just another star player? Yeah, so, so it's it's it's. It's a very delicate situation. Now I can feel it. And you know what? You're about to feel something else because this is our favorite segment where we like to keep it 100. So I am a Disney fan. I'm not going to say a connoisseur, but I'm a Disney fan. And the one thing I love about Disney movies is their amazing songs, their amazing uh, production with the pieces. So I came here to ask my dear friend Reagan, do you have... A top five Disney songs, and and these can be cartoons. These could be like Disney original movies, Cheetah Girls, whatever you pick. Do you have a top five Disney song lists? Because I I have a few. I don't know if I have a top five. I got like maybe a top four. Who do I have to put them in order? You don't have to put them in order. You, you know, do you just just like in general, do you have a top five? Okay, so Akuna Matata. Up there. Okay. Okay. Um, probably. Oh. Katie, Katie asking the hard questions right now. Look, do you, do you want me to give you a few of mine while, while you think about it? I can give you a few of mine. I'm trying to. There's a song from The Princess and the Frog, but I can't think of it right now. Is it the other side? I got friends on the other side. No, um, it's when they're at Mama Odie's house, Mama Odie's house, and she's trying to, 
show Princess Tiana that it's more than life than, you know, than the success of a career. It's, you know, you got to look for the love of your life. Is at, Yeah, it's the balance. See, see, these Disney movies be having, like, they be hitting you in the heart because they be having lessons. Yeah. But I can't think of the name right now. What is the name of that song? Um, I, I can, I mean, if, if, if you want to think, I can give you a few of mine if you stumped right now. Yeah, what's what's all right, so first of all, I'm a big Hercules fan. So that song, I won't say I'm in love about Hercules, like that's definitely in my top five. Dude, Megra was hitting them notes, the little choir back there was hitting them notes. They would look, I'm telling you, every time that song came on, I sing that song. If y'all don't like, don't ever watch Hercules with me because I'm gonna be in there like I'm in in vogue or something, just hitting them notes. I think I'm Beyonce. I run it like that. That right there is my jam. And then yeah, Crystal just hit her kid y'all with the she thinks she Beyonce. Hey, listen, I know I can't sing, but I'm gonna be Beyonce of that song. I'm telling you. The other one is, and this is more of like a serious, like a like a deep song. And I only like this song because of the meaning. So from the, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, there's a song called Hellfire. And um Claude Frollo sings a song, and the reason why I like the song is because it's a song talking about lust and how he, if anybody's not familiar with that movie, it's actually a really deep movie, and Claude Frollo was like the the priest or, or whatever he, I believe it was a priest, and he was a Catholic priest, and he was singing this song um, called Hellfire because this this woman he thought was really cute and liked he knew it was a sin because he was lusting over her and, you know, he was really religious, so he felt a way about it. And basically, in so many words, he hit her with the, if nobody can love you, then you can't even be alive. You know how deep that is? You know how deep that is? That's scary. Like, I don't want nobody to be that thirsty over me to the y'all point where it's like... Y'all getting Preacher KT tonight? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It's not Preacher KT Yeah, They ain't even see that yet. But I'm just saying, like, do you know how crazy that is to tell somebody, like, you're like hellfire, like, I love you, but you're like hellfire, and if I can't have you, you got to die? That's deep. Like, that's super deep. And then, if you go into a third song, I got to hit... I got to I gotta throw the Cheetah Girls um, Cinderella up in there. That song, Cinderella by Cheetah Girls, is like... Yo, that's like you laughing, but when every time look, it was so it was so crazy. My mom loved that song. We used to be in the car singing that song together. Like when the Cheetah Girls came on, that was my song. Everybody wanted to like I never had a, a, a personal Cheetah Girl I wanted to be, but like I'm telling you, and that saying that song came on, I was like Beyonce again. I taken over the song. You can't you can sing the backgrounds or whatever if, if that's how y'all felt, but I'm telling you. That was that that was it right there. And then let me see for number four. Um, that Moana song. What is it called? Uh, my How niece. Far you oh, go? there you go. My niece. I've okay. Fun fact. I've never seen Moana. Still haven't seen Moana. But my niece loves that movie, and she's saying that song so much that every time I hear the song, I'm like, "Yo, this song is dope. I like this song." Cause it actually like like I said, a lot of these Disney songs make so much sense and they relate to life in a way where you don't even think about it because you're watching a movie and you're just like you're just like oh man like I- i'm watching this movie but i'm not really paying attention to the song but if you actually listen to the lyrics of that song it's a deep song and has a lot of meaning and my fifth song let me see um we could throw another hercules song in there zero to hero because it lets you know that you started from the bottom now we here okay. in so many words and so many words 
oh, also, also, bonus, the gospel truth from Hercules. Yo, Hercules got a whole, like, like a whole just just dope album. And and the first Pocahontas. The Colors of the Wind, I signed that song in sign language class. Yo, <laughs> I'm telling you. D- Disney just has a whole bunch of songs. Like, it, you can listen to any, d- any Disney song, and there's, like, literally a meaning for all, all of them. Okay. Okay. So, I got, like I said, I got Akuna Matata. I got Dig a Little Deeper, which is the okay. uh, Princess and the Frog song. Okay. And then Make a Man Out of You, Mulan. Oh, yeah, that's a classic. Confession, that's I did not classic. see Mulan until my senior year of college. But. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to hold that laughing. That was genuine. <laughs> I mean, hey, look, like I said, my best friend has never seen The Wizard of Oz, so don't feel bad. Um. And then, like KT, I got How Far I'll Go from Moana. Uh, Moana. That's what, four? And then five. Man. This is hard. tough. Yeah, it's tough. Disney got some bangers. They do. I'm probably going to go. Um, ooh. I want to go from Tangled. I've got okay. a dream. I got a dream. Okay. She would, you know, I didn't like Tangled that much. You know, I wasn't, don't give me that face. I I wasn't, I didn't like Tangled that much. I was a Hercules. I was a Hercules fan. Like, I was, that was. I was forced to like Tangled because that was my niece's fave. Like she wanted to watch it day in and day out. Every night before bed yeah. let's watch Tangled. So I mean and but that, yeah, that I get it. Actually that song is actually really good. So I I just I just didn't watch Tangled. Like I feel like that's gonna be the next people one hundred. What Disney movies that everybody likes that you didn't like. That's gonna be an interesting one. I'd like to see the answer to that. I'd probably be, get beat up for that. Because <laughs> there's some Disney movies that I haven't seen that people love, and then there's some that I'm like, mm, wasn't really feeling it. I, yeah, I've never seen. I'm gonna have to watch. T- you gonna make me watch Tangled now? Like, over, because it's like, eh. I've never watched Hercules, so. You've never seen Hercules? Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no! 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 You've never? Are you serious? I am dead serious. Oh Lord Jesus Christ! You need deliverance. I've You've never seen. Never it. watched Hercules. Oh, you need to watch Hercules. You need, and the real Hercules, like the first one, not the little made-for-DVD ones that they tried. You, you've you never seen, I'm so shocked. So you can't even relate to the Hercules songs. No, I can't. Wow. Wow, there's a part where she's like, baby, you mean Hercules, because she's talking about how cute Hercules is. You have to see Hercules. I cannot believe you've never seen Hercules. <laughs> Everybody needs to shame Reagan on Twitter for never watching Hercules. I'm ashamed. Can, can, can we not never... encourage people to bully people oh, on Twitter, you've please? You've never seen Hercules. Oh, that's embarrassing. That, that's embarrassing. Anyways. Wow. Yes. On, on to something a little bit more um not disney and not is, shaming reagan is, is this gonna make uh, <laughs> is this gonna make preacher kt come out it may but like uh, <laughs> look look quick answer what do you think of the fantasia breakfast club interview um 
I believe I know you're, you're you're referring to her basically saying that in so many words, women should submit to their partners or anybody. But in this case, women, because she was talking to, about women. Yes, women to, should submit to their husbands. What do you think about it? <laughs> um, I have, I, I think I get what she was trying to say. But at the same time, I don't think you not submitting is not the reason why you're not married or don't have a husband or don't have a man or whatever the case may be. I get, I, I understand doing certain things for your husband or your partner or whatever, but I don't feel like, I feel like what she was saying was a society, like she put the society view on it. Mm-hmm. She put the whole, you need to go home and cook for your husband all the time, or you need to, um, you know, massage his feet when he get home from a long day at work kind of concept out there. And I, I do feel like when you're with someone and you love somebody, then yes, you should do things for them. But I don't feel like you have to do those things for them just in order to get a husband or to keep a man or to keep a husband. Because one thing I've always learned is if a person is going to leave and cheat, they're going to leave and cheat regardless. You could be the best wife, girlfriend, whatever. But well, if you, you can have your stay, maid outfit on and be a maid too. And they still listen. Exactly. I see you over there with your maid outfit on like you always do. Like you could you could be a maid and they'll still leave. Like one thing that I've always learned, uh oh, you about to get preacher KT out here. They they not they wasn't ready for this. They wasn't ready for this. But one thing that I've always learned is like never you can never force a person to love you the same way you love them. They're either gonna love you the same or not. And I kind of think I wrote this yesterday. This is crazy. Look, I'm a prophecy. I'll be seeing stuff sometimes. But you can't you can't make a person stay if they don't want to stay. If the yeah. person wants to leave, they're going to leave, no matter what you do, whether you have a kid, whether you have a joint bank account, whether y'all got an apartment together. They're going to leave if they want to leave. So whatever you do, like even if you do choose to submit, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to stay. And I know they're going to say, but KT, you're not married. I don't have to be married to to understand that. Like you can you there there's people who you have wives and husbands who are very good to their their wives and husbands and the person still treats them like dirt still leaves still cheats on them still comes home late all this other stuff and and people are like well have you tried this this and this it doesn't matter what they try if the person doesn't want you they don't want you like that's why I always say you can't let a person halfway love you. You can't. People got to stop. You have to stop loving people who don't love you at all. And it's hard because sometimes your heart is so big you don't know the difference. Wait, and sometimes wait, 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 so. wait, wait. Pause. Let me let me repeat that. Repeat that, KT. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you got to stop loving people who don't love you. And it's hard because, you know, I I could pause. You got to stop loving people who don't Don't love love you. you. Let that marinate on the brain for a minute. All right, KT, you back. Uh, Hold on, hold on. Let me do one more time. I preach voice. You got to to stop loving people who don't love you. And I get an amen. You got to tell you. You're like, you have to. I'm serious, though. And it's hard. It's hard when you have such a big heart. Like sometimes you just want to help people and love everybody and you want to give everybody love and you feel like everybody deserves that, which everybody does deserve that. Everybody deserves love, but not everybody deserves your kind of love. Not everybody Ooh. deserves love from you. That, that look, I'm dropping gems. Look, you feel me? Like I'm not I'm not all just sports and jokes over here. You know? I Ooh. get deep. I got some I, gems if people want to talk about it. 
Look, we look. We having church service on a Thursday. On a the Thursday. church is going up on a Thursday. On a Thursday. I'm just saying, but I'm but I'm saying like like to keep it kind of short. It's true. So I, I understand what she was saying because I just feel like that's an old school way. Not not saying it's a bad way of thinking, but that's an old school perspective that if I cater to my boyfriend, husband, wife, whatever, that that means they're gonna love me more. They're gonna stay. But in reality, that doesn't mean that at all. And just to give my two cents, I've had multiple conversations about this. What I, and this will always be my thought process on it is every man isn't meant to be a leader and every woman isn't meant to be a follower. And that's just how I'm going to leave it. I don't, I, I feel like that does not need an explanation. Every man is not meant to be a leader and every woman is not meant to be a follower. That's you true. think about it and you form your own opinion on what I just said, but that's how I'm going to leave it. I feel like there's going to be a lot of older women that's going to be like, but you have never been married. You don't understand. And you don't know. Even if I don't get married, if, if I never get married, I'm, my views will still be the same. If I get married, my views will be the same. If I and marry it, a guy and he's not meant to be a, a leader, why would I follow him? That's, that's me following him into a dumpster fire. Yeah. That's where a lot of these people's relationships go to are dumpster fires because they're too busy trying to love a person who doesn't love them. And then what's worse is that is like now that messes up your confidence and your self-esteem because now you think you have a problem and you are an issue because they did something. And now you're like, well, this is and this is the the worst thing you should never do is, well, maybe I could have did this better. Maybe I could have did this differently. Maybe I shouldn't have done this. But it's like in reality, what you did was right. It's just you put your heart in a place where it shouldn't have been. I mean, nobody, it's not anybody's fault. Like, I'm not saying that it's a person's fault, but you, you can't, you, you can't halfway love, you can't have a person halfway loving. You definitely shouldn't just be loving the wrong people. And it, like I said, it sucks because you never know. You never know who's the wrong person until you get in that relationship with a person. You're just like, yeah, this, this ain't it. This ain't going to work. I just, I want to tell you that I've gotten this speech from KT multiple times, multiple times. Look, I, I I just speak from experience and observance. We go, we go through things. We learn from things. We grow from things. But the worst thing is to be in a situation, especially in this situation that Fantasia's talking about, and get hurt from it and then never rise from it. To just sit there and be like, okay, well, maybe if I did this better. No, like you're going to find I somebody. Fix his plate before I fixed my kid's place, he would have stayed around. Or maybe if I would have <laughs> had a hot meal on the table when he got <laughs> home, he would have stayed here. If I would have put that, his mask maybe on when maybe, he got home. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if I would have shined his work shoes, he would have stayed. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's the same could be said for for men you know if they're like maybe if i would have ran her bath water when she got home but it's just like you did everything you could do they just didn't appreciate what you had to offer which was probably the best love that you gave and they took it for granted but you know they'll always be back they'll always come text you back the roaches and stuff be coming out oh no i had about like three roaches text message me the other day so it look it happens they always come back but the main thing is the main important thing is I'm not trying to get to, you know, too preachy KT, but the main thing is remember what I said earlier, stop loving somebody who doesn't love you and they'll show you the signs that they don't love you. And you may not see them all, all like quick, but trust me, you'll definitely see them and like, you'll know. And then uh, honestly, it's up to you to make that decision afterwards. 
like what you want to do if you want to stay in it or not. Nobody can tell you what you can and can't do but yourself and your mind, but you got to stop doing that. That's bad for your mental health, too. Oh, y'all. Let me tell you something. Maybe we should start a church service. Nah. And let people join in. We we could be the next Kanye. I'm too ratchet for that. <laughs> <laughs> they, don't want, they, don't, they don't want that. No, I, no, I, I can't just, do that. I'm just out here messing around, but for real. Maybe we need to add a real talk segment or something where we just (laughs) got to sit there and give it to them, give give it to them real talk style. For real, though. Um, That was, uh, thanks for listening. Um, We appreciate it. We hope you stick with us. Um, Podcast Twitter, if you're not tired of hearing it already, follow us at Unwanted Opinion. Sorry. Unwanted pod. So, Twitter name at unwanted pod. <laughs> you can follow our personal Twitters. KT, what is your Twitter? My personal Twitter is puptent10, P U P T E N T 10. Again, P U P T E N T 10. Uh, it's one zero. You don't have to actually spell the 10 out. But yeah, and, and we're going to try to be more active on the unwanted pod page. So, come interact with everybody and all of us. Um, you can follow my Twitter at underscore R-A-P-24. Once again, that is at R-A-P at un- underscore R-A-P-24. Ooh, Bro, it has been a long day. Excuse Girl. me. This, that's because you have never <laughs> seen Hercules. It's the Hercules <laughs> monster coming to get you. Anyways, y'all, that's all we got. Thanks for tuning in. Like we always say, let your mamas, your baby mamas, your sister's mamas, and your brother's mamas listen. And we are out. We out E5000. Like this is the year 2000. <laughs>